Hey, welcome to episode three of Tangible Takeaways. Uh, don't forget uh, to subscribe for more content like this and to share this with somebody who might benefit from the conversation as well. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to tell you how you can conquer the emotion ocean. And I'm Shane, and I'm going to let you know that people who work at churches still struggle with anger. All that and more in this episode of Tangible Takeaways. This is episode three of Tangible Takeaways. We're so glad that you're here. And Shane, we're in the sixth commandment now, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. And so uh, Exodus 20, verse 13, it's real easy. You shall not murder, yeah. right? Four words. Four words. There it is. That's it. So uh, let's start with why does it matter that we hone in on this concept of not murdering? I think for most of us, if we look at it on the surface, we're thinking, Okay, not really something that I have an impulse to do most mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah. I'm not, I like, I'm not like, oh, keep me away from the axes and the knives, right? Like, I'm not like, oh man, I'm so tempted to just murder somebody, right? So we don't like, we tend to think that this is a pass. Like, why does this commandment matter, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, to go on what you said, I think this is a commandment. I think even the secular world, no. Mm. You could ask them. I, I think the average Christian might only get three. Yeah. Hopefully they know five by now. Yeah. Or maybe six. Yeah. By the series at our church. But everyone knows like, oh, do not kill. Like, yeah. It's just, we just don't even think about doing yeah. that. It's like, that is the worst sin. It's That's innately out of bounds. What people think about. And I think too is because God claims it because God has created life and mm. life is precious. Mm. And um, every life has a purpose. Mm. And we, we saw that in the sermon yeah. of, with Tom on Sunday. Yeah. And this weekend. But how he was in this, the book of Psalm, how God knitted everyone perfectly in the womb. Yeah. He knows every just hair follicle on your head. Yeah. And that's definitely the initial hot topic that comes to mind when we're talking about not murdering is abortion, right? Oh yeah. Your mind goes straight there. And Pastor Tom had some great stuff to say Mm -hmm. about abortion in this weekend's message. And I, I think that that one rises to the surface because that's really, that's really the debate right now first, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind of like, okay, there's this question of like whether or not that life counts in our culture. And we're like, dude, that's murder. And to us, this might feel like this is a new conversation, but I mean, in the old Testament, the way that like, you know, we hear about this Baal God who sneaks in, in the old Testament into Israelite culture. And the way that they would worship Baal was to like offer babies as a sacrifice to this like, gross like it's this huge like metal thing that's got these little like chambers that they'd put babies in and like literally melt the babies Mm -hmm. it was disgusting right like horrible horrible stuff so this this like um elimination of uh helpless people uh like the young and then pastor tom briefly briefly touched on euthanasia as well the young and the old this elimination of the young and the old these two helpless areas in our society helpless groups of people that's been around forever right like that's not a new thing yeah exactly it's not just like oh last election season it's a huge topic yeah it's been a topic yeah and people have been doing it for a long time like you said yeah yeah so that that area of the conversation definitely matters for us to hone in and say like okay these things aren't optional right like pastor tom was even addressing that my choice like my body my choice Mm -hmm. type of thing like no this is this is an out of bounds decision Mm -hmm. to take human life right yeah but then you get a little bit deeper into Jesus's teaching, mm-hmm. right? And now we're talking about anger. Oh, like, yeah. 
let's unpack a little bit of that. Like, why does that matter? Because I think for a lot of us too, just the same as with a little different than with murder. With murder, we might say, okay, that's not really an issue for me, right? Like, yeah. I'm not feeling like I'm prone that way. But then with anger, we might say like, yeah, I get angry sometimes, but yeah. like, who cares, right? Like yeah. everybody gets angry, yeah. right? So like, why does that aspect, Jesus is like, dude, if you're murdering or like, if you, if you have anger or hatred in your heart, like that's murder. And so let's unpack, why does it matter if there's anger or hatred in my life? Yeah, and I think Jesus added to that because he knew that many people are like, well, I'm not a murderer, like yeah. you said, but there is an underlying issue. Mm. And it says that like, Jesus even says that Satan is the author of murder, mm. you know? And so, but that all comes and stems from the heart issue. Mm. And just like Tom talked about Cain when God said, hey, you got to check your heart, man. Like something's going on with you. you yeah. Know? And then... He obviously didn't, and yeah. it went to that. And we, I hope that if you struggle with anger, um, I myself, I struggle with anger, mm. but I never knew about it until I got rid of another issue of my mm. life. And um, yeah, it was just, it was kind of like, whoa, a shock to me. Yeah. Like, it was just weird because I, I struggled with, I was actually, you know, a, a drug addict and alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. And But I never knew that that stuff actually stemmed from my depression or frustration that actually led into anger because I would, you know, I would cope with something else, a chemical dependent. Yeah. And then once I got rid of that, which I thought was my only sin, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's my big problem. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. Underneath was, there's the frustration. Yeah. There's the anger. There's the past that's always creeping in and I never mm. dealt with it. And, um, so I think, but it was just deep down in that heart, the yeah. heart level that started yeah. out maybe when I was, I don't know, 12 or 10, mm. right? Little things, but I never dealt with it. Yeah. And I think that's what Jesus is wanting us to deal with the heart. Yeah. You know, your heart needs a turn before you're, because we can do, you know, behavior modification. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm mad, but I won't stab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or try to kill him. I'm just yeah. mad at him, but I'll, I'll gossip about them. I'll yeah. try to, you know, kind of destroy slander their, yeah, slander, destroy their name and yeah. who they are, like whatever they are, or write that bad Yelp review. Yeah. Like yeah. I think people feel so just good. Just go torch people on yeah, Yelp or like social media. This restaurant with yeah. the manager name, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know, it's like, really? Yeah. Like you feel good, but then you actually were sinful probably in yeah. that post. Yeah. That's really good. That's, I, I think that's what makes anger so antithetical to the Christian life, right? Yeah. So in opposition is anger kind of serves as this root to so many things, right? You've got anger as this root to now numbing out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and that would be where you're kind of like, dude, I was there. Mm -hmm. And I would say, even for me, even if it wasn't a, a drug or an alcohol dependency, mm -hmm. man, dude, I numb out all the time. Like you just think about like, video games or binge watching a TV show, right? Yeah, These are yeah. ways that I cope with my anger mm -hmm. and places that I go to feel a little bit more in control, yeah. right? And so whatever it is, even if you're like, oh, I don't cope with my anger that way. Like we have, we all have these different unhealthy ways that we cope with our mm -hmm. anger, yeah. which we become dependent on these things, right? Yeah. So that dependency robs us of dependency on Jesus. Mm -hmm. But then you have on the other side, murder really is the root to, or anger really is the root to murder, right? Like yeah. anger's the pathway, but anger's the pathway to all of these other forms of sin as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, the way that we uh, will get into like coveting and things like that, like 
that can lead to anger as well, right? Yeah. So we've got anger connected to all of these different yeah. forms of sin in our life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, you can't just... Um, I think we're really comfortable with anger just kind of sitting in our lives, Mm -hmm. anger's presence. We're just very comfortable and used to it, and we don't really feel like it needs to go anywhere. We just feel like we just got to manage it, right? Like, we just got to keep it low. And if we just keep it at at a tolerable level, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's not a big deal, but it's fine for Mm -hmm. it to be present in our life. Well, then that also kind of reminds me where you're talking about coveting, but it goes back to the first commandment. Mm -hmm. You shall have no other gods before me. So you have other gods in your life, Mm -hmm. whether it be... um, a house remodel yeah or that that new car or just yeah. your kids success in education or sports yeah. right and things don't go the right way and that stems frustration to anger yeah to bitterness to the program your kids are in whatever it is yeah and so it's just fascinating when we just miss one commandment yeah how it all just has a domino effect and it just starts creating other problems yeah that's really good because uh, ang- anger is a secondary emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is so um, important when we're on the t- topic of anger. Anger is a secondary emotion yeah. and it stems from often disappointment or insecurity, mm-hmm. right? And things like that. And so, man, you have other gods that aren't this one faithful God who mm-hmm. will never let you down, then you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be insecure yeah. because you're trying to control things that you can't control. Yeah. And you're trying to do that through things that are unreliable, mm-hmm. right? Like your house remodel and your finances and your mm-hmm. kids or whatever, all these things are unreliable. God is completely reliable, completely faithful, yeah. right? And so that sets this tone for us where, man, I'm not going to have the same level of insecurity or disappointment when I only have this one faithful, unending, all-powerful, all-capable God, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that creates all these ripples if I get that first one wrong. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, though, you, we need to know that we have an issue with ourselves. Mm. There's always been the issue you know, just from, just from the garden. Yeah. And it has continued on. And Tom mentioned that it's like, you know, like we're, we're all sinners, mm. you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, I just to go off a little topic a little bit, I was at the parenting class and, yeah. and uh, pastor Kurt was doing the class that I attended with my wife. And he says, you know, my, my beautiful baby daughter, the first girl, you know, that he yeah. had was just precious. Yeah. But then you realize like, yeah, but it's still a sinner. Mm. It's hard. It's, they're so beautiful, but then yeah. it's like, we're, we're in a messed up world yeah. and we need to understand our messiness so that we understand our neediness for like yeah. God. Yeah. That we we're need gonna be God. prone to that. And we need Jesus and that we have that desire to continue to love him Yeah, because he helps us away from those yeah. other idols yeah. and emotions. Yeah. That's really good. So on this topic of murder and anger, where would be some other places that we would see some of this begin to rise up in scripture? Right. What are other scriptural examples of discussions on the topic of murder or anger? Yeah. So it's interesting because I know there's a lot of people saying, well, what about like self-defense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. So we're in Exodus 20, but we go to Exodus 22, I believe yeah. 22. But it talks about like, hey, if someone steals this or, or if a thief comes in at the night, mm. he should expect a blow. Yeah. And there's bloodshed. And the person who the defender is not in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. It's, it's like, just well, a couple chapters later. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. wait, you said no murder, but yeah. this guy just murdered him. Yeah. But it was in self-defense. Yeah. And then we see the wars, mm. right? Yeah. But, right. Like that's like Joshua right mm-hmm. there, right? Like they're just going through and basically just wrecking shop as they're yeah. carving out the <clears throat> promised land. Yep. And so that like, that strikes a chord with us where we're like, there's a little dissonance yeah. there, mm-hmm. right? Like that doesn't seem to go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good example. What are... 
any other ones that rise to the surface? Well, then well, you kind of mentioned a little bit too, and like Jesus talks about, because we don't really focus on the murder part as much. Yeah. And I think too, like just the culture, because I think murder, it does, it happens so much. Mm. And then if you want to put the abortion in it too, yeah. that's like another million numbers yeah. added to it, right? Yeah. But it's just kind of so common in our culture, which mm-hmm. is really sad. Yeah. And devastating. Like it doesn't even make the news unless it's unless it's very bizarre. Yeah. Or how it happened or it was captured. Yeah. And so we just don't think about it and we yeah. just know it's wrong, but it's the hatred part mm-hmm. that Jesus attitude, I think. Yeah. That really should hit our culture more now. Convict each of us. Because I mean, wow, I've seen so many people like in person. Yeah. And then later I see their post on night and I'm like, you're a different person. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of hate in your heart. Yeah. And I, I do too. Yeah. Right now. So and I got social media can become the outlet yeah. for it, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. For me, I actually we stepped away from social media because I had so much hate in my heart towards others post. Mm. I would never respond back. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this person or I'm like, this, why are you acting like this? Yeah. And I, I was like, I'm not going to make a scene. Yeah. And, um, and finding those ways to confront them. So I said, you know what? To, I can't control them right now, but I can control my heart. Mm. So to control it, I need to step away. Yeah. Because I'm just, I can't handle it. I can control the amount of access that I exactly. have to those things yeah. that are generating hate yeah. in my heart, right? Yeah. yeah. So I feel weird because I'm not really part of this world anymore. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm disconnected <laughs> from yeah. everything going Everyone on. knows about these funny videos. Or yeah. did you hear about this? I'm like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. I don't know the new dances anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't know the new dances before. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even being a youth guy, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, what is that? No, that's good. And I think those are interesting examples as we begin to unpack throughout Scripture, <clears throat> because it's like, okay, don't murder, right? But then there's also caveats. Like, there is. I, I mean, we see God just wipe people out, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, I used to always joke with it's my like Thanos. with my youth kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like. There, there are times that God just opens the earth up like a butt crack and swallows people whole, right? Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And then there's like people offering sacrifices when they shouldn't and he's striking them down, right? So like, but that ties back pretty easily to Pastor Tom's message that if God has the authority and the power to create life, then he has the authority and the power to end it, right? So there's that. And then you've got instances of capital punishment, right? Like if you break the Sabbath, uh, in the case of adultery, even in not honoring your parents, Brian and I were talking about that last Mm -hmm. week, uh, all of these instances can lead to capital punishment to like Mm -hmm. take these people out of the town and stone them, right? So like, but that's God's commandment again, right? Like that's his authority on display. Yeah. And then even these wars that happen, those come out of his authority, right? Because he's wiping out these rebellious nations who are doing horrible things like offering their kids uh, to Baal, right? Like mm-hmm. and like murdering kids. And then they've got all the sexual immorality and their religious practices, right? So there's all these horrible things that are uh, happening in the land as God's taking his people through and wiping out these different people groups in yeah. judgment, right? So these are all though coming through instances of God's authority as mm-hmm. moments. And even this instance of, hey, if somebody breaks into your home, that's again, coming through the law, right? Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. These are all instances of God using his authority to present moments in which it would be acceptable, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we're processing and mulling on all of this, it's tangible takeaways. Mm-hmm. What are we tangibly going to do about these? this uh, commandment to not murder and then Jesus' deepening commandment to not hate, to not be angry? Um, 
what are we going to do with these things? Well, I think the first one forward, do not murder. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. Okay? It's like there a stop sign. We stop. Okay? Yeah. Look both ways. Okay? Don't yeah. do it. All right. <laughs> so that should be pretty simple. Yeah. Right. But the second one, I think, is the issue. And yeah. Just today's culture and even back then. And if we deal with the second one, if we deal with anger and hatred, then we're not going to get to murder. Right. Yeah. Like if we, if you we won't start even here. Up close here. Yeah. Like you won't. Yeah. And so I think that is the main issue, especially yeah. now. And I think. You know, a lot of us maybe need to control our tongue more, but mm. some of us need to control what we type mm. or what yeah. we text, you yeah. know, and that's a different form of communication now, but we're still, it stems from the heart. Yeah. It's our heart issue. And it makes it even easier to disassociate, right? And mm -hmm. to be truly our worst selves possible yeah. because we don't have to look people face to face and we can just type whatever we want to type. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. We yeah. feel more secure doing it and yeah. we feel powerful because it's just yeah. us in that room typing away. Yeah. Whether it's that review or that post or you want to yeah. be on, you just want to be heard. Yeah. And you want to get liked from it. Too. Yeah. That's another thing. Don't like those posts either. Yeah. Because now you're like affirming, yeah, they are right. I'm on board with yeah, them. Yeah. Those like that, that deceitfulness, their malice, like that. Yeah. That is right on. Yeah. Like, I'm for that too. Yeah. Like, no, don't yeah. do that. When you started to get all of this addiction stuff out of the way, and then you realize, man, there's anger present mm -hmm. that was really leading me here. Yeah. Um, what did it look like for you to begin taking steps of action against that anger and, and kind of pushing back against it? Yeah. So one of the steps I learned, um, if anyone's familiar with the like just recovery process, there's like there, there's 12 steps, but within those steps, there's other bullet steps, you okay. know, but one of them was like, all right, what is, what's ticking you off? Mm -hmm. You know, what is getting you to that point of frustration? Yeah. And how can you avoid those situations? Maybe it's a group of friends, you mm -hmm. know, maybe it's like, um, don't have social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So know your, you know, your surroundings that are actually, you know, causing you to get frustrated. Yeah. So you're, you're aware of that. Yeah. Cause you need to write identify that down. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely identify it. So there's a lot of journaling, you know, and I was never a journaler, but you would write things down. Yeah. And, but then like, Hey, I'm about to get angry. But then during that writing time too, is a prayer moment. Mm. Like, Lord, you know, that I struggle in this area. Yeah. You know that I am frustrated because I don't like driving to work. Yeah. And I got cut off again. Yeah. But Lord, help me with my attitude right now. Yeah. Lord, I have no idea that why that person cut me off. Maybe they didn't see me. Yeah. They weren't intentionally trying to cut me off. Yeah. Or maybe they're in a hurry, you know, and try to think the, the better for them. Yeah. Like maybe their wife's pregnant and they got to get to the house. Yeah. Like these good things, right? Yeah. Come on, let them in. Yeah. But... So Man, you need that's to like, so good. Check yeah. our assumptions of people. Yeah. We're so prone to just be like, everybody's an idiot, yeah. right? Like that's our starting moron, point. Right? Yeah. And it's like, dude, hold on. Let's just pause for a second. Is it everybody or is it you? Yeah. Right? Like you got to ask that question at yeah. some point. Mm -hmm. Like, is everybody an idiot or am I yeah. being an mm -hmm. idiot right now? Like I got to assume the best mm -hmm. of people. Because how many times have you accidentally cut someone off? Yeah. And you're like, I have a, I I have a great excuse. Or as I didn't to even why. see you. Yeah. I yeah. Am so, and then you give them the wave <laughs> yeah. and then. It depends on how, you know, yeah, I think yeah. we're all responsible for our responses. Yeah. And what they do, okay, that's fine. But you're still responsible how you respond back to that person who's angry yeah. towards you or how you respond to their poor maneuver on yeah. the driving. I don't know, whatever it is, right? So I think those moments, but praying, you know, yeah. and that was just a huge one. Yeah. And um, that's really good. And if you are married, you know, be, you know, open with your spouse. Yeah. Even your own kids. I mean, my wife knows when I will become frustrated, mm. you know, it's, I mean, it's, we work at church, but we yeah. still struggle with this. Yeah. Right. But she says, Hey, like, 
you need to go take some time. But now she says, you know what? And this is more of like a practical way yeah. and nothing biblical about it. But yeah. She says, go to the garage and go work out, do yeah, something. I so, was going to say, I remember a couple of times now you saying like, my wife just told me you need to go work out. Yeah, go, go to the garage, yeah. you know, and just like get super tired, realize yeah. you're nothing yeah. and weak yeah. and you need God. Yeah. So that's the ultimate thing yeah. to do is like, just It'll humble you right there. Yeah. Just yeah. tire yourself out and realize I need everything yeah. that God has. That's good, dude. That's those are great practical examples, and I would say for me, man, one of the one of the most powerful teachings on anger and just emotions and how we deal with them came from a professor in college, who um, he he kind of painted it like this. He said your your emotions are like ships in a harbor, right? So they come in and they go out, and you don't always feel everything at the same time. So you've got some ships like anger's rolling in or or joy is rolling in, right? And so you've got these different things that roll into your harbor, but then they also roll out. And so you've got to be paying attention to what's in the harbor. And the great example that he used is where we want to be is we want to be kind of up on the hill that overlooks the harbor, mm -hmm. assessing this is what's in my harbor right yeah. now. I'm seeing the ships in I my see harbor. It all. Yeah. Instead of what we're prone to do is we rush down the hill and we jump on the ship and we get swept away into this ocean of our emotions. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the feeling dissipates and we're left stranded in the middle of the ocean, just like paddling for our life, not knowing which way is up, how to get back it's, to shore. Yeah. And it's we're emotionally exhausted yeah. because we're trying to get back to some sense of grounding and we're just spiraling out of control in the emotion ocean. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to do a really good job of, uh, and I don't always, but what I try to do is I try to say, okay, when I feel especially anger. But man, if I just start my day this way, I realize how helpful it is. Let me attempt to get back up on that hill at the beginning of every day and look out over the harbor and say, what am I seeing? Okay, I've got anger in my harbor today. Why is that? Why is that still there? That shouldn't be here this morning, right? That shouldn't yeah. be here at the beginning of my day. Oh, well, I'm feeling maybe a little insecure from this thing that happened yesterday. I'm still angry about it. Or, oh, the team that I wanted to win lost last night and I'm still feeling angry about it because I couldn't control it, right? It yeah. can be dumb stuff sometimes, yeah. but it, I wake up angry. And so I look over the harbor at, at the beginning of each day. And can I tell you too, man, when I am present with my own emotions and I know what I'm feeling, it allows me to be present with other people's emotions because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm still trying to figure out what I'm feeling today. I know what I'm feeling and now I can go be present with other people. Yeah. Now I can be on mission with other people because I've gotten myself out of the way yeah. to start today. But man, especially when I feel angry, when I feel angry, I know I've been swept away in the ship, right? Oh, I've yeah. been swept away. I'm dropped in the emotion ocean and now I've got to say, okay, let's try to ground ourselves again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that's, that's awesome because... That's something you're taking inventory of what's going on in your own life. Yeah. And um, Pastor Mike Roberts told me, you know, that he's a brilliant yeah. pastor. And we, we, we know that because we yeah. work with him and people have heard him teach. But he um, he actually told me what he was telling other people to do and in counseling sessions. And But I actually took it on upon myself to do it myself. But it was like taking inventory at the night. Yeah. How did I honor God today? Mm. What are the areas I need to work in? Mm. And what, what frustrated me? Like you were saying with the harbor. Yeah. I love that analogy that yeah. your professor gave you because it's it's so true. And like you need to know what's coming in and out. Yeah. And then you know what tomorrow's going to look like. Yeah. But you already know that I need to deal with this mm. because it was an issue today. Yeah. And we can always go to God's word. And I think yeah. that's another one we 
must do. Yeah. Like we need to communicate him through prayer, but we also need to hear him through his word. Yeah. And I love, um, I mean, I was told this at a, at a young age, but it's like, you know, the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. There's mostly about like 30 days or 31 days in a month. Yeah. Got what's, time. Yeah. What's today? Look yeah. at the number. Okay. Let's read that proverb. Yeah. Every morning, just read that proverb. Start your day off with a proverb. Yeah. And, you know, it just, God's word just like yeah. sits in our heart differently when we. And especially start. Proverbs generating so much wisdom oh, in our yeah. lives it's and like, stuff hey, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's really and good. It's great. And sometimes too, it leads you into wanting to read more of God's word. Yeah. And so go in the gospel. Yeah. You know, find, find a smaller book. Yeah. It's really true. We got to be grounded in God's word mm -hmm. as well because we can't, if we take an inventory of our emotions, we'll feel powerless to do anything about them without being reminded that we're in Christ and that we have yeah. this freedom to not be swept away by our emotions, to not yeah. be controlled by them, right? Yeah, because sometimes our emotions, like we're, we're driven by a certain thing, but then it causes anger. Yeah. Because it doesn't go our way. But yeah. Jesus says what in John 16, 33, he tells the disciples like, with in me is peace. Mm. There is brokenness and trouble in the world, but yeah. I will overcome the world. Yeah. I am peace. Yeah. And so, and that peace is eternal. He's where we go. It's eternal. And we need that because we go to so many things that are just little trinkets, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we can work out as much as you want, but yeah. you're still going to be stressed. Yeah. If you don't have that peace. Yeah. That you need that foundation. Peace. You know, I mean, that's, it's funny. I've listened to so many like TED talks, right? Yeah. My God, that was a good TED talk, but they're missing one thing. Yeah. Yeah. The word of God. Yeah. Prayer, you know, that's good. a relationship with God. It's like, cause those other actions are good to do. Yeah. But man, he is like, he's the foundation we need. Yeah. Of that. That's really good. Thanks for being on Tangible Takeaway, yeah. Shane. Thanks this has me. been episode three. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week on Tangible Takeaways. Boom, dude. Good. Was it good? Way to go, bro. This is kind of going all over. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah.